0: entrepreneur on fire 750
1: completely focus on what other people want what's hurting them what are they struggling with
0: failures aha moments i've made it moments and the lightning round seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire we all know how important sleep is, but do you get enough of it? If you're ready for better nights and brighter days, visit casper.com fire and use promo code fire to get $50 towards any mattress purchase. Wish you could co-author documents, share status updates, and manage your team's projects all in one place? With Igloo, you can. Try Igloo today free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, John Joseph the Fourth. John, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to
1: go. Yes.
0: John is a founder and CEO of Global Grad, which helps colleges identify students at risk of dropping out in real time. He completed a venture backed accelerator program and has presented around the country at Fortune 500 companies, colleges, high schools, and other venues. John, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and tell us about you personally and then expound upon the biz.
1: Absolutely. And John, I want to thank you for having me on and just congratulate you. Uh, for the amazing impact you're having, it inspires me. So it's a privilege to be on. I really appreciate that. Thanks, John. I grew up in a grocery store, John, in North Alabama. Uh, every day we stocked shelves, we worked with people, we served people, and that's where I learned about business. Uh, the fundamental core concept for me was that business is all about serving others. And ironically, you know, some of the failures and mistakes I'll talk about Occurred when I was focused more on what I was hoping to happen as opposed to what people were telling me they wanted to happen. Uh, in terms of the business today, it's Global Grad. College student retention, which just means students finishing college and earning a degree, is a huge problem. We know a lot of the big reasons that students drop out of college, and Global Grad is all about helping colleges identify those retention risks in real time and getting students connected to those resources they need to uh, stay in school.
0: I mean, student dropouts are good for no one, John. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not good for the college or the university who's going to lose that potential tuition the following years, and it's horrible for the student who still has that debt that they're going to be saddled with, but they have no degree to even back that up. So, I mean, it's great to see that you saw a vision, you saw a void that needed to be filled in that marketplace, and you stepped in with Global Grad, and I'm really excited personally to be diving into your journeys to really uncover and unpack how you really took this from an idea to fruition. But before we get into all that jazz, John, we always start with a success quote and how you apply it to your life. So take it away.
1: Absolutely. Mine comes from Thomas Edison. And the quote is, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And I love that persistence. I love the attitude that failure itself is a state of mind. And many times what is called failure is actually something that is necessary to achieve anything that resembles true success. So I love that. It always keeps me going. Uh, Thomas Edison certainly a great role model for any of us who who are looking to invent, looking to be entrepreneurial.
0: So Fire Nation, great to absorb the reality that's You have not failed till you make that decision that you are completely giving up. And that's why I love the Thomas Edison quote. And that's why, John, I'm excited to really analyze your journey and how you took your idea and made it successful. But as you know, being an entrepreneur and fire listener, we don't start with the good stuff. We don't start with the fun and the and all the excitement and the money. We start with, you know, the failures, the obstacles, the challenges, because they're part of the journey too. And it's important for our listeners, John, Fire Nation, to realize they're a healthy part of the journey and it happens to entrepreneurs and it's how we react and the lessons that we take away from these. So John, tell us a story. Take us to a moment in time when you failed, really paint this picture for us. Take it away.
1: Absolutely. So John, uh, I used to do the work of global grad as a hobby. And one day I got a phone call from a student who uh, had actually finished college had two degrees, uh, $150,000 plus in student loans, and no idea what to do next. And working through that process with that person actually made me think about the contrast. If this person is struggling so much, what about the people who aren't finishing college? And it's just like you said earlier, the margin of error is so slim in a global economy where student loans are up and you're competing with software and with automation, and with workers around the world, we've really got to get this right. And what I wanted to do was get Global Grad into the hands of students as fast as possible. I didn't want to talk to them starting their junior year of college. I wanted to start talking to students in high school. So I started meeting with K-12 leaders all across the state. And I was meeting with administrators, with teachers, with staff, and telling them my vision to help students, you know, avoid dropping out in college. And they got it, and they were supportive, but they said, John, we've got to focus on helping students finish high school. You know, that's a big enough challenge these days as it is. We want them to be successful after uh, college starts, but we've got to help them get through high school. And I was saying, you know, I hear you, I understand, but this could be a bridge program But the product market fit just was not there. And my natural tendency was to persist, persist, persist. And eventually, I just had to accept, John, that this was not the right target market. And even though I very much wanted to plant these success seeds for students as early as I can so they have more time to grow and more time to develop, I had to recognize that sometimes persistence – is actually not a good thing. Sometimes it's better to fail fast, make that pivot, and get focused on the people who you are best positioned to help. So that's my—that's one of my big stories of a, of a failure, but I learned from it.
0: So John, this is an interesting topic that I actually want to stay on for a couple minutes here because there's a great book by Seth Godin called The Dip. And that book analyzes the reality of two different sides of the ball game that one side being so many entrepreneurs give up when they go into this dip into this plateau and they just can't persevere enough even though sometimes that success is just right on the other side of that door that they just aren't willing to knock on but on the other side and says very open about this which you know makes it difficult because there's no clear answer is that sometimes to get out of the hole that you're in, you got to stop. Gosh darn digging, because that's the only way you're going to get out of this hole. And you know it's tough. So Fire Nation, I know like there's kind of two contradictory themes here: that persevere, you know, it's 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 going to eventually work out for you. On one hand, and then on the other hand, saying, well, hey, you know, if you failed enough times, stop digging in that hole. You're only going to get deeper. And even Seth Godin writes about both of these, you know, conundrums in his book, The Dippins. You know, so let's try to let's just try to figure out for Fire Nation, John, like, how do we kind of try to make this easier? And how do we bring out some learning points from this to really maybe allow our listeners to make that right decision when the time comes?
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, Seth, I don't know him. I'm familiar with his work and he's certainly a master In my mind, John, the way that I marry those two concepts and those important points that you raised is this, persist, but persist also to make sure you're persisting in the right direction. I was persisting, but I was persisting in the wrong direction. So the prerequisite is to persist enough to identify the right direction and then understand that you're going to have to persist again to succeed. And what that means in practical terms, in my mind, is even if you identify the right target market, which I think we eventually did, life doesn't become easy. It's just that you're pointing in the right direction. You stop digging the wrong hole. But now you're going to have to really focus on delivering the superior service, navigating sales cycles iterating based on what your customers are telling you and all of these things that are required to serve your target customer, even if you've identified the proper target customer.
0: No, oh, absolutely. And there's just a quick story I got to slide in here because it's so, so powerful. And it's back in the gold rush days. This guy stayed to claim out in San Francisco. He thought it was a great one. He dug and dug and dug for months Never struck any gold of any kind. And one day he just put his pick down. He walked out, told the person who sold him the claim, you can have it back for like 50 bucks. I'm going back east, back to Pennsylvania. And he did. And then about two weeks later, he got a telegram that had to make its way all the way across the country That's that claim the old claim owner went in and after just like two or three pick swings, oh. struck the biggest nugget of gold that actually was found in San Francisco during that gold rush. And, you know, would have made this guy instantly rich. And it, it crushed him for a while. But it could have really put him out of commission forever. But the reality is this guy came back and he said, you know what? I am never Going to quit again when I know that I'm facing in that right direction. And he knew in his gut that he was in the right direction back in that claim. And he actually went on to make so much more money and be so much more successful doing other ventures because of that mentality that he adopted. He actually says that was the best thing that could have happened to him. So, some other food for thought, Fire Nation. And John, what we're going to do now is take the spotlight, turn it back on to you, our feature guest, and talk about an aha moment. Talk about an epiphany, a light bulb that you've had at some point in your journey. And again, John, tell a story. Take us to that moment. Take us there with you. Make us feel like we're in that moment in time and share with us that aha moment and the steps you took to turn it into success.
1: This is actually a nice bridge from what we just talked about. Cool. You know, Again, you're having to persist to find the right target customer. Then you have to persist to serve them. And this is a story about how we learned to better serve our target customer once we had identified them. So we identified the right target customer, and obviously it was colleges and universities. And so our focus became on working with students who were starting college or in their sophomore year, and we had to figure out how to help them because we had the capability, we had the tech, John, but now we have to figure out how to help them. And we tried so many approaches to engage students. And, you know, it's not enough to find just one approach. You have to find the one that can scale. Right. So we worked on, you know, asking students to log into a website. We, we used prizes, all sorts of things. And we finally realized the thing that is the simple thing, but you have to have a context for understanding it. We realized that our communication with students, if it was going to be effective, it had to be fast it had to be multi-device and it had to be easy so we talked to students we figured out what did those words actually mean and we adapted and we removed all of these barriers to student response and eventually where that takes us is we be- we begin simply emailing and texting questions to students on all of their devices and when students answers indicate they're struggling with something that could cause them to drop out a couple of things happen, but the main thing that happens is that we connect them to the people on campus who are there to help them succeed. And the first time that we tried this, John, we had 28 students on a small campus identify specific struggles in their lives. They were either scared they were going to fail a class, or they were uh, not feeling like they fit in, or they had not joined a campus organization. So with that data, we were able to connect students to the resources on campus that could help them. And then the campus had the opportunity to solve the problem. So not only was that 28 people's lives, not only is that 28 futures, to the institution, that's over $800,000 of annual tuition revenue that we're helping to preserve. And so that's how we bridge that gap by listening, by iterating, and eventually by finding a way that students were very responsive to.
0: So, John, Fire Nation is made up of entrepreneurs, wantrepreneurs, small business owners from literally around the globe. And I would just love for you to kind of break it down and and share with us, the listeners, what's the one major takeaway that you want us to walk away with from just that aha moment, that epiphany in your life?
1: You know, I hate to say it because I know that it is said so, so often. And I know that there's a line of thought that says, People don't always know what they want. But once you identify a customer's needs, really focus on learning from the customer how you can best serve those needs. Because you can serve a need in a variety of ways, but what's going to be effective and scalable and sustainable is meeting a need in the way that the customer is telling you that he or she wants it met.
0: So, John, once again, you have just had a lot of moments in your entrepreneurial journey that you should be proud of. I mean, you're, you're meeting needs, you're taking action, you're persevering, you're doing all the right things. And if you could just break it down for us into one moment, your proudest entrepreneurial moments and take us to that moment in time and tell us that story, what would it sound like?
1: I'm sure you can relate that a lot of times, uh, and I'm sure many entrepreneurs can relate many times things feel like they're happening so slowly and then all of a sudden, it feels like everything is happening quickly. <laughs> and after we came out of our uh, pilots and we showed results, we showed that we could identify retention risk in real time, uh, we were invited to present at a national conference on student retention because it turns out that no one has really cracked the code on how to apply mobile technology to the issue of student retention. So we went to this national conference John, it was actually in San Diego, oh, cool. uh, so, so I'm a, a little familiar. I enjoyed being out there, and I got to present on what we had done correctly, what we had not done well, why it was working, what students were saying, what administrators were saying, and John, right after that presentation, I had several people come up to me, and we were approached about everything from getting acquired to onboarding new college clients to international expansion. And to go from the point where we're trying to figure out how to make this mobile tech apply to student retention to the point where we have to consider everything from an acquisition to expanding into Brazil, uh, that was an amazing moment. And it just reminded me of the potential that GlobalGrad has to make a difference for students And to help them prepare them for the global economy.
0: Very cool stuff. And see, Fire Nation, when you really do find that void, find that niche that you just know that you can scratch and that you want to move forward with, and then these kind of things happen, I mean, yeah, sometimes they do start slow. And then you kind of get that one thing down, that second thing down, and then it starts to speed up. And before you know it, boom, boom. You are here in San Diego at a conference like John and just rocking and rolling. You're like, wow, how did I get here? And I've had those moments, John. You've had many of those moments. Thank you for sharing with Fire Nation that specific moment. And let's bring things right now to present times and talk about you, John and Joseph the Fourth, today. What is the one thing that has you most fired up about everything that you have going on right now?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's it's ironic. Again, the reason I wanted to work with high schools, John, was to reach students earlier, but also to reach a more diverse range of students. You know, I don't want students to get help based on whether or not they can just afford it. And we're now in conversations with some strategic partners who could really help us target and work with at-risk students, the students who are most at risk of dropping out of college. Because if you help those students, and every student deserves help, but if you help those students, John, you're not just helping a student, you're possibly affecting a generational cycle. And that's what we're about, is sustainable change in the lives of students. So that's really exciting. And you know, it's, um, it's cool to talk to names and organizations that right. people instantly recognize. I'm sure you know how that goes.
0: It is. It is. It's people, you know, you just kind of grow up admiring, and companies, you grow up using their products and services, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm kind of talking to the CEO of this company, or I'm having a conversation with Tim Ferriss, and you know, (laughs) 10 years ago, I was reading his book being like, this is the coolest guy in the world. So, I mean, I totally get that, and it's just fun, Fire Nation, how things happen like this. And, John, we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute To thank our sponsors. Having a strong team in place is an extremely important part of our business as entrepreneurs. But what I hear a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with is how to effectively manage their team. What are the best ways to foster collaboration for maximum productivity? How do I get my team on the same page by providing everyone access to the same information in real time? Strong teams are the backbone of strong businesses and collaboration and communication is half the battle when you're spread out across the globe. That's why we're lucky to live in an age where solutions like Igloo are available. Igloo is an interesting, Internet, you'll actually like. Built with easy to use integrated apps like file sharing, blogs, shared calendars, task management, and much, much more. It's a platform that combines multiple functions together in one place to let you scale collaboration over time while reducing the costs associated with using multiple solutions. It's time to start working better together. Try Igloo today, free for up to 10 people at slash fire. That's slash fire. Sleep. It's one of the first things that we're willing to give up, yet the most integral thing when it comes to helping our bodies function at full capacity. You do want to function at full capacity, right? Well, I speak from personal experience when I say that having a mattress with just the right sink and just the right bounce to cuddle up on each night helps. Introducing Casper. I just received my Casper mattress and I love it. Casper offers an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price, perfect for us entrepreneurs who are looking for better nights and brighter days. Casper even offers a risk free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days, and if you don't like it, send it back free. Of charge. If you're ready for better nights and brighter days, visit Casper.com slash fire and use promo code fire to get $50 towards any mattress purchase. That's Casper.com slash fire, promo code fire. John, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Hey, we'll do my best. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I can't say it's where I grew up, but growing up in Decatur, Alabama, the northern Alabama area, uh, SpaceX has come there. Our companies work with some of the greatest uh, Silicon Valley enterprises in the world. Uh, I grew up, again, in a grocery store, so I had the entrepreneurial spirit. My environment and my family really fostered that. I think the thing that I really struggled with, John, was finding the place where my great desire and talent met the world's great need. I didn't want to just start a business for the sake of it. I wanted that intersection. I wanted that place where the impact was there, the entrepreneurial opportunity was there, and the challenge was there, and that took some time. It did take some time, but that was the biggest thing that held me back.
0: Impact, opportunity, and challenge, Fire Nation. John, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: have a great mentor named James Childs. And in the early days, he looked at me uh, in a class uh, he was teaching, and he said, if you have to convince them it's a pain, it's not a pain.
0: (laughs) So true, Fire Nation. Truer words, maybe, have actually never been spoken. (laughs) John, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: John, I like to set priorities for my time. I like to quantify them. I like to execute and then occasionally revisit. And I think that that keeps me focused, but not just focused on exerting myself, but focused on exerting myself in the most efficient, effective ways that I can.
0: Well, John, thank you for prioritizing Entrepreneur on Fire today. I know Fire Nation is very thankful. And thank you for using the word focus, my favorite word, whose acronym, follow one course until success. Mm. And John, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you are just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: I don't know if you've ever been to Uh, uh Jeffrey Getimer is a sales and marketing just guru. He has a free weekly easing uh, called Sales Caffeine. And it's just always well-written. It's always practical, which I value. It's always useful. Highly recommended resource. Uh, in a world where innovation is, and copying technology gets easier and easier, I think sales and marketing are becoming correspondingly that much more important. So those resources are very helpful uh, to me and, and to our you know, our people.
0: John, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: This won't surprise you. Uh, the book is called If You Build It, Will They Come? It's by a guy named Rob Adams, a very accomplished entrepreneur out of Austin, and the reason is because I want people's efforts and our limited time to be spent uh, as efficiently and effectively as possible so that we can maximize the impact of all of this effort we're exerting. Uh, that's a very helpful book uh, regarding uh, product validation and those issues.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like this one for free at EO eofirebook.com. Dot com. That's eofirebook.com. And John, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I don't know if you're going to like my answer here, John, but I'm going to tell you what my answer is. Well,
0: before you go forward, I want you to know I love every answer.
1: <laughs> I may be your first exception. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this, the answer starts with the fact that wherever I am, John, I want to try to make things better. You told me I had food and shelter, so I'm figuring I've got at least a little bit of time. And so to get started, you know, I want to say a prayer. I want to start talking to people. In the new world, I'd want to learn about the biggest problems in the world, and then I'd want to find the one where my great passion and my skills intersected with that world's great need, and I'd want to get after it.
0: So I want to make a statement that I actually love your answer. And this is why, and I want Fire Nation to realize this too, John, is that This question is designed for what would you, John Joseph, do? This isn't the question that's designed for, you know, how can we best come up with a business in seven days? So, your answer is from your heart, John. You're an entrepreneur who's inspiring and successful. I love your answer. And let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Thanks again for the opportunity to be on my best guidance. entrepreneurs is to completely forget about what you want. Decide what that is and then completely forget about it and then completely focus on what other people want. What's hurting them? What are they struggling with? How can you serve them? How can they help them? And then completely apply yourself and persevere. So I wish you all the best of luck. I really do appreciate the chance to be on. Uh, We can be reached at www.globalgrad.com. My email is johnj at globalgrad.com. I love corresponding with entrepreneurs from around the country. If I can be helpful in any respect, uh, please don't hesitate.
0: Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with John and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type John in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And John... Thank you for sharing your journey with us, with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks for your work, John. Have a good one.
0: Fire Nation. Find out the top five strategies to grow your podcast audience on the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to thirty eight forty seven zero to claim your spot today.